Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. Veronica here, and we're finally at the dawning of the new age, or really what I'm calling the new era or the new decade of Aquarius. Because as I've said in previous podcasts, we are not in the age of Aquarius, but we certainly are in an Aquarian moment. So back on December 21st at the winter solstice, we had Saturn and Jupiter come together for the Great Conjunction. And at that moment in time, we were all super excited for this changing energy. And it turns out that so far, 2021 has really felt like a continuation of 2020. So I did promise you that the first quarter of this year was going to be a little bit challenging and a little bit heavy and not all that different from the energy of 2020. But slowly and steadily, we've shaken off that 2020 stuff, and now we're finally getting to experience this shift in the energy. And that's because while we've had a lot of planets in Aquarius, we had a new moon in Capricorn, January 12th. We went through the sun in Capricorn season. Then we entered Aquarius season and we didn't have our new moon in Aquarius until last week, last Thursday. So now we finally have this fresh start in the sign of Aquarius while we are still feeling the energy from that great conjunction. And then this week we're getting to one of the big events of 2021, which is Saturn square Uranus. Saturn is in the sign of Aquarius. Uranus is in the sign of Taurus. So Saturn, the planet of structure and responsibility that rules the rock, it rules the mountains, is squaring Uranus, the planet of change, freedom, and electricity. So Uranus thrives on change. It's the change maker. Sometimes I call him the equal opportunity shit stirs. Sometimes I consider Uranus to be like your favorite real housewife that you love one week and hate the next. So you just don't know what you're going to get with Uranus. It can be good change. It can be bad change but you can count on there being unexpected occurrences that you didn't plan for. Saturn, on the other hand, loves when you have a plan. Saturn loves when you have a to-do list and you put it in your Google calendar and you've got reminders and they're color-coded. That is Saturn's happy place. So these two don't really understand each other. But when they get together, they always bring some sort of changing of the guard. And so This moment or this year being a shift into a new age or a new era or a new decade or a new time or a new moment, whatever you want to call it, this is a big part of that story this year. Now, last year, we had the breakdown. We had Saturn and Pluto come together with Jupiter in Capricorn, breaking down the systems and the structures that we thought would always be there to support us. And now we have Saturn in Aquarius saying, let's build the future. What's next? And so this is not an easy time 
there is a lot of uncertainty as to what comes next, right? So last night I turned on the nightly news and they were talking about, well, what happens after you get the vaccine? What comes next? Do you still wear a mask? Yes, you do. Do we know how long you'll be um, safe? Not quite sure. You know, there's a lot of questions about what's next. There's a lot of uncertainty. But the exciting part of that uncertainty is that we get the opportunity to create what's next, right, in our own lives. So a little history about this whole Saturn-Uranus thing. These guys get together. It's not an exact science. They get together every, I don't know, eight to 12 years or so in some way, shape, or form. So the last time that Saturn and Uranus came together in a conjunction was 1988. So if you were born in 88 or probably 89, you have this in your chart and you are probably going to feel this a little bit more acutely than those of us that don't have this in our chart. They had the opening square, which meant that Saturn squared Uranus for the first time since the conjunction in 99-2000. So because of the retrograde cycles, these guys make their square or their conjunction or their opposition three or four times, okay? So in 99-2000, they were in that opening square. So you want to think about going back to 88, what were you up to then? If you were born then, obviously that's what you were up to. For those of us that were really young and don't remember it, maybe there was something, some change, some shift going on in our household with our family. Then you go to 99-2000, think about what you were up to then. For me, I was applying to colleges and preparing to graduate high school. So think about what was going on, what changes were occurring in your life in 99-2000. And then they had their opposition in 2008 to 2010. What I think is really interesting is if we look back at that first square in 99-2000, that was when we had the dot-com bust. That was when there was a fear that online businesses were going to put brick-and-mortar businesses out of business. And now we're having a lot of those same conversations, right? We're having these conversations because of the pandemic, everyone shopping online, Amazon is putting the little guy out of business. But then I just read an article in the Times yesterday about how in some residential neighborhoods in Manhattan and Brooklyn, the little guy is doing well and the big box stores have closed. So there's this whole conversation about what is the next wave going to look like? What do we want to invest in next? So the other thing that was interesting in that opening square in 99-2000 was that it was when broadband replaced dial-up by and large. So it was the beginning of the internet being free. So it was no longer that you had to pay AOL for that dial-up service, which some of you listening don't even know what I'm talking about. And some of you are like already hearing the sound of the, uh, 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 the AOL sound, which I can't make, but 
you know the sound that I'm talking about. It's really, really interesting that a lot of the conversations we were having back in 99-2000 we're having now as we approach this square this week and we move into working with this Saturn-Uranus square for the rest of this year because they will square three times. So this is something that we're feeling all year. So many of you know who know me personally that I have now pushed my wedding back three times because of the pandemic. And one of the funny things about this year was that when I was looking at dates, there was no way of escaping having the Saturn Uranus square in our marriage chart. And so, you know, none of us are able to escape this. Some things in our life will change this year, and we all have to accept that that is something that's going to happen. There are going to be, as one of my clients put it last week, and I shared with you guys last week, I love the way she put it, there's going to be external forcing functions that change something in our life, and we may not even know what those external forcing functions are right now, but that's okay, because while Saturn might make us want to grip and hold on tight to what was, Uranus is here to teach us it's okay to let go. It's okay for things to change. Things have to evolve. They have to progress. This is part of life. This is part of moving forward. This is part of growing. This is part of your journey as a person in this human body and as a soul that came and incarnated at this time to be a part of this. You know, one of the things I said last year when we were first going into the pandemic was we each chose to incarnate when we did on a soul level. We're not conscious of it. It's a subconscious thing, but we chose to be a part of it. We chose to be a part of this revolution, whatever it looks like. So we're moving into Pisces season this week, so it makes sense that I'm getting more into talking about the soul and reincarnation because those are both things that are ruled by Pisces. But before we jump to the later part of the week, I just want to mention that this is a great time if you haven't set your new moon intention yet. I really recommend sitting down with your journal and talking with yourself and having that conversation with yourself and with the piece of paper about what you want to build as your next structure. What do you want to be your support system? Who do you want to be your support system? So Aquarius rules friendships and groups and communities. And we all know that our communities have really shifted. And for many of us, they have been expanded because of Zoom and the internet. And for many of us, they have dwindled and become smaller because of the inability to see people in person or because we've learned that maybe our values aren't mirrored in our friendships. And so we've chosen to maybe make some new friends or shift things or let people go. And we've all been through a lot of loss and a lot of grief and a lot of sadness over the past year. But I do feel like this is the turning of a page and an exciting beginning of the next chapter. What's scary is that we're not exactly sure what's coming. But what's exciting, I reiterate, is that you have an opportunity to write the next chapter. So if you haven't set your intention, consider 
where you want to build new structures, new foundations. And when you're writing those intentions and when you are clarifying with the universe what you want to create, make sure that you are open and leave space for unexpected changes, external forcing functions, as my client says, unexpected occurrences, allow them to invite you to pivot because sometimes our plan is so much smaller and far more limited than the plan that the universe has for us. And I always talk about this when we're doing intention setting, when we're doing manifestation work, when we're doing wishing of any kind, you want to make sure that you are showing up and taking action and doing the things that you can, but leaving space for the universe to do what the universe can. You keep your side of the street clean and you let the universe keep his or her side of the street clean. And that is where we find the balance between the mysticism and the action. You can believe and truly feel that the universe has your back, that there is a sense of divine order to your life, and also show up and take action because you have free will. I think sometimes we lean a little bit too much into, I have free will, it's all on my shoulders, and that creates a burden. And sometimes we lean too much into the oh, the universe has my back, I'm not going to do anything and hope that the perfect man shows up in my living room. And so if you don't get on the dating apps and you don't go out to meet people or you don't ask friends to introduce you to people, the perfect man's not going to magically appear in your living room. And obviously that's a silly example, but it really does express what I want to express, which is there is a combination that has to happen. There has to be a little bit of magic, a little bit of mysticism, a little bit of faith, and there has to be a good, healthy dose of action. And only then are we going to be able to really be able to write the next chapter that is worthy of everything that you've dreamt. So I want you to just consider that this week. One of the things I asked my students in my new moon restorative yoga ritual yesterday was, where are you lacking freedom? Where are you feeling stuck? Where or what would make you feel unstuck or what would make you feel free? And so that's something to consider because Aquarius does rule freedom and Aquarius does want us to make changes and to move forward and to evolve. Aquarius rules technology and science. Two things that are forcing us to evolve and change and grow. You're going to get more clarity as the weeks go on because we've had Mercury retrograde and this week Mercury will go direct on Saturday and then Mercury will clear its shadow March 13th. So From Saturday through March 13th, Mercury is going to give a third pass. For a third time, it's going to go over those degrees in Aquarius. Wherever Aquarius is in your chart, it's getting like the 
the real magnifying glass three times over by Mercury. So there's something, there's some story that's coming up that wants some attention from you and that needs some of your attention. Consider that as we um, move through the week and also be open to learning some new things from now through March 13th that might indicate where you're going next. The other thing to mention is that this Saturn square Uranus is happening on Wednesday, which is Ash Wednesday. In the Catholic faith, it's the day that Lent begins. Uranus is teaching Saturn how to let go. So if there's something that you need to let go of, Lent is about giving something up. I hated Lent as a kid. I always tried to give up something that was silly that I didn't really care about because I just thought it was stupid. But now I kind of love the idea because I think sometimes if we find that there's something in our life that isn't helpful to us, whether it's Instagram or whether it's going to bed late because you're watching TV or eating sugar. If there's something that's having a negative impact on you, this is a great time to challenge yourself to let it go. But I also like to think of it as a time of doing something that is good for yourself. So I remember years ago, my friend told me that her what she gave up for Lent was going to bed after X time, like after 10 o'clock or something. So she was going to bed earlier and it was actually making her happier. So if there is a habit or something that you know would make you happier, that you know would benefit your life or benefit your health, this is a great time to invite that in. Uranus will help you let go of the negative behavior, the, the behavior that's negatively impacting your life in some way. Okay, on Friday, Venus is going to square Mars. And so that is going to be a little bit of a passionate fiery fighting energy. So when Venus squares Mars, it sometimes can lead to fights. It also can be very passionate. It also can bring up our desires. Not a great time for risky investments or for impulse purchases because you are being ruled by passion. Last week, I said that I always like celebrating Valentine's Day a week later because it's in Pisces season, which is a little more lovey-dovey. Friday, Venus square Mars, it might be fiery. It might be passionate. It also might lead to a fight. So just be aware of that. But yes, the sun moves into Pisces this week on Thursday, and we start to move into the very last month of the Zodiac calendar. So in astrology, Pisces is the end of the year and Aries is the beginning of the year. So the spring equinox when the sun moves into Aries is really the new year for those of us in astrology. Some astrologers think of the winter solstice as the new year. I figure, hey, why not get two? If you feel like it's been hard for you to get off the ground this new year, if you feel like you weren't in the mood to set intentions on the heels of 2020, then that spring equinox might feel like a nice fresh start for you. But this week does feel like nice, fresh energy to me. And I don't know if it's just because we're starting this week with the moon in Aries, which feels fresh and new, or if it's just that we had that new moon in Aquarius last week, or if it's just the Saturn square Uranus is finally occurring. But definitely something feels a little lighter to me this week. 
It could be that the impeachment trial happened last week. And while the verdict was not to my liking, it's just another way of putting the last four years behind us. And that's possibly why things are feeling a little bit lighter. So speaking of, let's just take a look at the moons for the week, because one of the moons is particularly interesting. So we have the moon in Aries early this week on Monday and Tuesday. On Tuesday, the moon moves into Taurus at 10, 12 p.m. Eastern time, which is Mardi Gras. And then Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. We're having that Saturn square Uranus. That's technically at 2.08 p.m., but I really think we're feeling it all week. And on that same day, we have the moon conjunct Uranus. So the moon is going to conjunct Uranus at 12.48 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, and then Saturn squares Uranus at 2.08 p.m. Eastern. So the moon is really going to illuminate and bring our attention and our emotion to that square. So notice if there is a sense of restlessness, like I just got to make this change. I just got to get out of here. Or if there is some sense of anxiety or dread that things are changing, those are some ways that it might manifest, but we'll see how we all feel on Wednesday. On Thursday, the sun is going to move into Pisces at 544 a.m. Eastern, and we will start to move toward the end of the astrological year, which is exciting. Sun in Pisces is a time of allowing yourself to dream, allowing yourself to excavate the subconscious, allowing yourself to move into more meditation, more restorative, just taking a few weeks to really turn down the volume of the outside world and turn up the volume on your inner world, whether that's spending more time with your breath, spending more time with your thoughts, spending more time reading poetry or playing music, whatever it is that really helps you feel like you connect with your spirit. That's what the sun in Pisces wants you to do. The symbolism of Pisces is two fish swimming in opposite directions, but they're not swimming in opposite directions east to west. They're swimming in opposite directions north to south. So one fish is swimming toward your highest self, your highest consciousness, and the other fish is swimming down toward your shadow self, toward your subconscious, and they are attached by a string, so they never can escape one another. The highest part of ourself and the lowest part of ourself are inevitably connected, and that's what we learn when we spend time in that Pisces archetype. So something to talk about in the next few weeks. On Friday, the moon's going to move into Gemini. We're going to have that Venus square Mars. On Saturday, Mercury goes direct. Yay. You can start to let up a little bit on your Mercury retrograde diligence. Although I will say that we feel planets most when they station retrograde or direct. So you might be feeling the Mercury retrograde a little bit more intensely this week into the beginning of next week, and then it will certainly lighten up. And then on Sunday, before we start the next week, we'll have the moon move into Cancer and we'll have a Cancerian Monday on the 22nd. So if you can kind of 
take it easy on Monday as you start next week. That's always nice to do with a Cancer moon to kind of chill out a little bit and do some self-care. So that's your week. I hope you are enjoying the fresh energy that I'm feeling. And if you're not, let me know. Text me. Tell me what's going on. Tell me how you're feeling. If you're not a part of my text community, you can certainly join us. Just text I'm in to 917-540-3401. And if you want a reading, you can go on my site, veronicaparetti.com slash astrology and book a reading there. You can also join me in online yoga club and be a part of the new moon and the full moon restorative yoga rituals that I do each month. So we do one for the new moon, one for the full moon. And along with a gentle movement practice, some restorative yoga, we set our intentions, we do some releasing, we get into our journal. It's really helpful to start to follow the moon cycle if that's something that you want to bring into your practice this year. And I recommend following the moon cycle if you want to get to know astrology because it's really the easiest and best way in. So with that, I will say goodbye, have a wonderful week, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.